podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Raw, The Fight Within, a brand new podcast series hosted by me, Coogan Cassius. Over the course of the series, I'll be sitting down with some of the most high-profile figures from the world of boxing, including fighters, trainers and promoters, in order to dig a little deeper and understand their own personal stories. This podcast is about much more than simply what happens inside the ring. It's about the journey, the sacrifices, the agony, the ecstasy, the highs, the lows, the tears and the fears. It's about getting to know the person. Thank you for tuning in and I really hope you enjoy it. If you do, be sure to like, comment and subscribe. This podcast is suitable for over 18s only as it may contain adult content and explicit language. Hello and welcome to Raw the Fight Within podcast with me, Coogan Cassius. This week I am actually quite delighted yep. to be joined by Miss Elbrook. Yep. Thank you for having me. Oh. I've did to you and I thought, why not do your podcast? Why this is not? an exciting quite opportunity. I'm privileged that you agreed to do it because I'm assuming that your requests for things like this are quite high. Yeah, to be honest... Um, it's quite, I'm here anyway, might as well do it, you know what I mean? And oh, I like you, yeah, I like yeah, I like spending time with you, so yeah, you have my time of day. <laughs> right, okay, well I'm going to, um, let me word this correctly, um, I'm going to ease you in gently. Right. And then we'll see where we go. Alright, okay. now my belly's rumbling. <laughs> do you want some food? <laughs> no. Oh, right. no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. Right, L. I know people kind of watching this from like a boxing audience will know maybe a little bit about you yeah maybe not everything about you but in terms of boxing like what are your first ever boxing memories like of even watching a fight or anything to do with boxing what were the like the first ones yeah um I'm not gonna lie before I had the opportunity to do uh, my first uh, fight I wasn't a boxing fan I mean I watched maybe Anthony Joshua highlights at most. I mean, I'd never stay up till 4 a.m. and watch a fight or anything like that. Um, Not that I can remember anyway. Like, it never was my priority. I think my first love for boxing was um, way after I even started. I mean, when I had that first match, I wanted to win. Whereas now, unfortunately, my life kind of revolves around it. But I wouldn't have it any other way because I love it. Um, but yeah, no, I never was a boxing fan. Like, not even a casual boxing fan at best. That's as honest as you can get. Yeah. Funny you mentioned Anthony Joshua, because a lot of my exes used to watch Anthony Joshua as well. I think it's just like, you don't have to be a boxing fan. You're just like, wow, this crazy hunk of a man is fighting. Hell yeah. You know, like, um, yeah, it's, you, you're not watching him for the boxing, really, I think that's, you? You, know, you make a good point with Joshua, because he, over the last kind of 10 years, has catered to young people, women, yeah. uh, boxing fans, etc. And the fact that, yeah, it's no surprise that you took notice of him because yeah. I've heard not just other women, but just people in general over the years who are not necessarily invested in boxing, but they'll mention Anthony Joshua. Yeah, he's done a really good job in that sense, I think. I don't think people give him enough credit that he's drawn a lot of eyes into boxing that the normal people, normal folk um, boxing wouldn't. Um, yeah, he's done amazing in that sense. So, in your short... Yeah. Is it a career in boxing? Uh, it will. It is going to be, yeah. I'm not giving it up anytime soon. Okay. But is there any fighter that kind of inspired you to even get in the ring in the first place? 
not gonna lie, not in the first place, but as soon as I met Ebony, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't really know who she was before I met her. I looked into her because I knew Mark had trained her, but she is the most inspirational person to me. Like she was never my idol first before I met her, but now she is because I've learned so much from her, like her mentality, like her will to win and everything like that is just, um, you know, rubs off on me. So she's my idol now. But any other idols, I guess, you know, I have my favourite fighters, but... Who are they? My favourite fighters I love to watch. Duran, um, Alicia Bumgarna. It's Alicia, isn't it? I always say Alicia. It's it's not Alicia, is it? I always say it wrong. Alicia Bumgarna. Yeah, Yeah, Serrano, Katie Taylor, um, Clarissa Shields, Savannah Marshall. Like, all the girls, really, like, now. Um, And I also love... um, McGaskill, like I like the way she fights because she's just relentless. So I've watched a lot of her fights as well. Yeah. That was quite, yeah, that, that was good. I'm just saying, like, just the most popular woman, really, isn't it? <laughs> um, but I like Spanish fighters as well. I like the way they fight, so I do tend to watch them. I get a feeling over the last sort of year or so Mexican. that you've, where we, we spoke the other day about how much of an interest in boxing and how seriously you're taking what yeah. you're doing, but. I feel like you've kind of in that space of time, like looked at all these women fighters because there's a lot of women fighters that you've um, talked about there that people possibly wouldn't even know. Yeah, hundred. Well, I mean, like majority of those are like undisputed, which is crazy, you know. Um, but I think women's boxing is good to watch as a woman because, in a sense, they fight differently and they've got shorter rounds, so it's more intense. Um, but yeah, I think I watch boxing. Um, because I never used to when I started it. And when you watch it and you understand it, it makes a lot more sense in the ring um, because you're kind of not shown what to do, but you can see it. Um, Obviously, if you're just doing pads in front of you, I think you actually need to visualise it to understand it. So that's why I'm watching it a lot more. Because I didn't, like, when I first started, I I didn't know, like, how much went into boxing. I thought it was just like a, not necessarily a street fight. I knew there was more um, technique than that, but it's crazy how... Uh, technical boxing actually is. Do you remember the first fight you ever went to, ever? The first would have been Johnny Fisher's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, which was, uh, no, it Hedges, it Hedges, because I was training with him first, and then it was Fisher. So it's the people in the gyms now, and I mean, I'm training with these guys all the time, and I go to their fights. It was like every other week I'm in a... In, you know, Wembley or over or bloody Sheffield or Liverpool. Uh, but I love it though, it's kind of taken over my life because I moved to Essex and I'm from Portsmouth, so that's two hours, you know, minimum away from home. With traffic, it can be like three, four hours. And my life's completely changed now because I'm away from my friends, like all my home friends, my family, everything. Like I'm near the gym and now my friends are, my new friends are boxers. So it just kind of, my life revolves around that now and, you know, all my producers and uh, film crew, they, watch me and help me box. So literally my life is just boxing now. Okay, so this next question, which I ask every person that comes on this podcast, I'm going to kind of reword it yeah. to kind of suit you a little bit more. Um, first of all, if there was three things that you would describe yourself in, in terms of what you do, yeah. what would those three things be? Like, what, like what, what is Elbrook? What is Elbrook? Or who is Elbrook? Who is Elbrook? Hardworking, but that's not necessarily what I do. And I think I'm going to be hardworking in anything because I like to be the best in my field. And I'm 
you know, that's just how I be. And the second one would be competitive. I've always been the most competitive person in school, like always wanted to be the best of the best. And I think that's probably why I've gone so far in life because I always want to be the best, but then that also like complements being hardworking. I think I probably don't get enough credit for that. Like people see, oh, you're just successful because you get your boobs out. But then why is everyone that gets their boobs out not have several, you know, millions of followers? Like if it was easy, everyone would do it. And that's the same with boxing and everything as well. Um, third, do you know what? I'd love to be like a role model. I know that I'm never going to be a role model in the sense that I've done sex work and everything like that, but I hope people can look at me and think, damn, that's a tough woman that has done everything she set out and she wanted to do and she's achieved that. And I really want to get to that level where people really think, you know, if she can do that and she's been um, stigmatized in a certain like pigeonhole, then anyone can do it because no one's ever done that before. And I think until someone hasn't done anything before, like people always think they can't achieve it. Because who to think like someone that was an influencer boxer that did OnlyFans can ever become a woman that could be like of a caliber of boxing that would be like really like, wow, you know? Yeah, I think what, when he was talking there, I kind of probably reword, should have reworded the question a little bit better. <laughs> so, the question was, it was good to hear your comments regarding that, but yeah. I, I suppose my question was, for people that don't know, what are the three do do? things that are, you're most known for? Be as honest as you Oh, want. TikTok, OnlyFans, and boxing. Okay. You made me go into, like, deep thought. No, it was good. I'm just saying that that's probably what <laughs> I was kind of... Uh, what do you want people to be known for? Oh, hard working. <laughs> yeah. No, I just meant, like, for people that don't know yeah. exactly your background. So you'd say TikTok... Only fans and boxing, literally. This, yeah. or perhaps uh, social media. Only fans and boxing, more generalised. Right. So here's the actual question. All right. Um, so the actual question is, if those elements didn't exist in your life, what do you think you'd be doing? If you hadn't got into the whole social media game, and now boxing, what do you think you'd be doing? I think well, 100% would have been something to do with law because that's what I was doing. Um, I dropped out when I was 21. I was at the University of Southampton doing my law degree and I was like, fuck this. I'm, why am I earning money doing OnlyFans? Like, why am I doing this? And it's so time consuming doing a law degree. You have to do so much reading. It just didn't really make sense to do it. So I took that gamble. And I think being my own boss now, I think I'll never look back. So definitely something within law. I don't know if I ever would have been a solicitor, but I've always been driven to make money. And for me, that was law or yes now, OnlyFans and boxing. Law. Yeah. Weirdly, I did law. Did you? Yeah, and I can prove it to you. Right. Donahue and Stevenson. Uh, Do you know what that is? Snail. <laughs> the snail, ginger beer, ginger yes. Beer I told snail. you I knew that, I knew that. Yeah. I was trying to think, what, do you know what, you've just dug so deep into my brain. Was that tort law? Yes. Yes, that like, was. It was, it yeah. was yeah. Yeah, no, I did, uh, yeah, no, I did it. Um, and, you know, I, I did enjoy it. I did it at A-level and I think that's perhaps I got an A. I did it in A-level, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, why not just do a law degree? Fuck it. And uh, so I was doing a law degree. I was like, I actually don't really have the the drive to do this. So, yeah, that's why I don't think... Um, did you complete that? No, I dropped out. Cause I, I was dropped only, out. Did you? One year. Yeah. yeah. One year. Yes, I was doing OnlyFans. I was only 30k a month. I was like, why am I at uni? Like, I'm actually stupid. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, and I was slacking at uh, the uni work because I had my, you know, if you're doing something that you enjoy, um, your interests are elsewhere, like how are you meant to exceed? And like, I was never going to be a first class honours because I didn't have the drive to have that. 
you know, I wasn't going to just scrape by doing a law degree. Like, if I was going to do something, I'd do 100%, and that's probably why I dropped out, so. What were your other things you were doing? You weren't just doing law, obviously. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, like, the full-time thing I was doing. How was it? Um, yeah, just law. Like, I didn't have a part-time job because that no, was only fans. in terms of, like, other subjects at, at that level, A-level, whatever? Oh, that was at uni, yeah. law. Uh, so I did law, sociology, business, and English, and then citizenship. Lit or language? Uh, combined. All right. Yeah, both. Both, yeah, that was good. Uh, business was fun, but why does anyone study business? They don't really know. Like, I feel like that's the most ridiculous thing ever. You kind of learn it hands-on through making your own mistakes, not learning it in a classroom. Um, yeah, English is self-explanatory. Well, I think I was like, yeah, law, English goes together. Yeah. Okay. When you were younger, yeah, did you obviously your boxing career? Let's yeah. just say it. Your boxing career now has yeah. um, only been over the last two years. Ten months. Ten months. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> ten months. Okay, ten months. Right. Yeah, boxing so, career. <laughs> okay, yeah. I've worded that. Listen, people can take that how they want. Um, but when you were younger, do you remember any kind of, did you get into any altercations? Did you have any fights when you were a kid? Yeah. Anything that sticks out? Yeah, I was the proper chavvy kid, I'm not going to lie. Like, I used to have fights. I had a fight with my sister in year seven, and we were, like, pulling each other's hair. Um, I had this, like, arch nemesis called, like, Alex, I don't want to say her name, but, like, Alex at the time. Um, and I was in, like, year sevens and eight, and, like, I, the police came to around my house once for fighting, um, yeah, like, but this was really young. I think by the time I was year nine, I'd grown up a little bit. But yeah, year six, seven, and eight, like, I was like feral. Like, honestly, feral. I don't know what was wrong with me. I don't know. I gave, I was like hard for, not necessarily for my mum to control, but um, yeah, I wasn't the nicest of kids. I think I just hated the world. Yeah. So that's what, how you were. Do you think a part of that, what you're talking about, has kind of led you into even doing anything in the ring? at this stage of your life or not? I think I've always had that willingness to fight, which obviously helps. Um, you know, whether it's fight or flight, I definitely have that fight instinct. So I think that's definitely um, crossover in the ring. But um, yeah, no, I think I've always been tough, aggressive. So I think I've always kind of had that attributes to fight. I've not had to make them. They've always been there. Tell me about a point in your life where you felt like you were fighting a losing battle. Whatever it was in your life, at 25 you are now? Yeah. Does something spring to mind? Something... I've been really low that I thought about losing battle. Yeah, I feel like all of mine like, is so like stupid. Like, um, in my career, like being doing sex work, like you're constantly working against social media and it's not too bad now because I've kind of found a happy medium but like my Twitter would get suspended and that was like 600,000 I've had like seven Instagram accounts we're like 10 TikToks like you'll constantly feel like what is the point and like the amount of times like you want to quit but then you keep on doing it so I think that's just like my my life in general when you know like people are giving you hate and everything online and you just have to carry on I think being in the situation I am now, like, you do have to be tough-skinned. And, like, sometimes you have those bad days, and you're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Why am I putting myself through this? But you've got to realise, like, people are mean. Like, they're mean for no reason, and it just is what it is. And you're successful, and they're coming in that you're shit. Like, that says a lot about them, doesn't it? Where does that hate... I'm, like, I'm just curious to know, yeah. because you're, you're speaking about that, that, that hate, because 
if people follow you for a certain yeah from a certain market should we say then where's the hate coming from is it coming from where it kind of filters outside of that market because surely if yeah. they're following you and they know what you do yeah then why they're why are they giving me. you hate I mean, like, I mean, I get so many nasty comments now about boxing fans. They are wild. I thought football fans were, like, wild. Oh, my God. Any guys that love their sport, like, they hate women. I feel like they hate women in boxing. Like, and I even speak to Ebony about it. Like, even Ebony gets hate, and she's, like, world champion. Like, yeah. people are so mean for like no reason because me existing is not affecting you and the fact like you're being so personally victimized by my existence like you can block me you ignore it but like you choose the fact that like, I try drag me down and you know I, and it's like not one or two like it's hundreds there's so many of them maybe they're just part of like the same cult like I don't really know but yeah I don't know where they come from I think a lot of it is like young boys that just you know I've been young before and I know that when you say mean things, like, you never think they have repercussions or they're not as deep as they think they are. And as you grow up, you mature. So maybe it's just younger people or people bringing you down. But also, I think in TikTok, there's this, um, like, the algorithm, the, more, the most liked comment stays at the top, which is always only the funny, mean ones. And then that gets liked. You know, it's like this culture of hate, and not necessarily cancel culture, but it's never been cancelled. But it's sad that it's accepted. How do you deal with that? Um, I go through phases, but you cannot look at comments and it's really hard because you obviously have nice comments in between the nasty ones, but it's always the nasty ones that stick. And if you're reading these comments all day, like even if you never thought about it, like you're going to start believing them if it's that or you're being fed, um, because yeah, it's just, it is what it is. And some of them are like ruthless. Some of them are funny. You can have a joke about it. But if it's always, if it's an insecurity and you keep reading it, then you're like going to feel extra insecure about it. Do you think some people always find this with negative comments on social media? It's to provoke that reaction from you, to get you to, I don't know how often you respond yeah. to any of this stuff. I don't know, because I never, ever, ever, ever have responded to anything. Yeah. I've never commented anything. I've never liked anything. Never popped up. Because I always was under the impression, and I strongly believe, that if you started doing that, they'd do it more. Because that's what they want. They want it to provoke you. But I honestly think that it's just to bring you down. Like, I can't really think of any other reason why someone would comment something mean. Like, you know, like... But it is what it is. I've kind of accepted it, because every mean comment is like algorithm right I'm like yeah you're you're pushing my video further so it's bittersweet and I think you learn to accept it what are the everyday battles for Elbrook what are they when you wake up in the morning what are the everyday battles that you go through yeah from the moment you wake up I really really suffer 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 with like self-confidence and self-belief I think especially in boxing as well like after every round of sparring after every fight like I'm constantly like am I made to do this am I good enough was that good like I don't know I just I don't know whether it's the feeling that I always constantly need validation or anything like that but yeah I just probably beat myself up and I probably get myself worked up about it sometimes so there's definitely something I need to work up on because my last fight I think I was being told every single day that Faith always going to beat you up and I kind of started to believe it but I think after that I think you know like you need to have some self-belief like look what you did when you talk about self-confidence and self-belief do you mean in boxing or do you mean like every aspect of your life probably every aspect of my life and it's probably been m more exaggerated now that I'm in boxing because you have to have self-belief 
Like, if you don't have self-belief, like, you're not going to get the results. Whereas if I'm just making TikToks, I might not have self-belief, but I'm still going to do well, if you know what I mean. Mm. It's being highlighted more now. But do you think that your kind of, in your words, a lack of self-belief and a lack of self-confidence has put you in the positions that you are in in terms of what you do for work, like, in all aspects? Does that make sense? No, I'm confused with okay. you. Okay, so <laughs> part of you, you said that you lack... Yeah. Confidence and self-belief, but do you think that, like, different areas of what you do for work, do you think that that's why... I do them. You do them in a certain way, subconsciously, maybe? Not really. I mean, you can always have low confidence, like, doing anything online, but, yeah, like, this never really affected me in, like, OnlyFans or anything like that, because it's what it is. Like, people are paying you to look pretty, and I've never lacked that. Like, I've always made money, so I'm kind of like, man, I must be doing something right. And someone can attack me on looks and something like that and that doesn't really affect me but if someone um kind of attacks something I want to be really good at then that's going to knock me down um I don't know why like that would just affect me more like because I want a box and I know I want a box but only fans it is what it is and I know I'm successful at it does that make sense yeah do you think that you'll take the criticism from the boxing side of things more yeah. so than you would do from people commenting and being critical from your profile on OnlyFans. Yes, of course, because I'm really bloody trying on boxing. I'm trying with all my soul and my power. And I think that it's just frustrating because I'm like, give me time. Like, I'm only doing it 10 months. So, of course, it's going to be frustrating. And I think that... Um, it's annoying because I know where I want to be and I know you're telling me the things I know where I want to be, but I am trying, honestly, my hardest. Um, and, you know, I've only been doing it 10 months. I am a novice and I hope to get there one day. But, you know, everything you've said, I'm sure I've heard it a million times before. Keep that chin down. Thanks. I'm thinking about other things. I'm, I'm thinking about not getting punched in the face. You know what I mean? It's just being a novice at something. You start somewhere. I have no idea whether you're a, an emotional person. Would you yeah. call yourself an emotional person? Oh my God, I'm so emotional. I cry all the time. Like, I cry when things aren't going my, my, things are going the wrong way. Like, I don't even think it's all right. Or I've always been, um, like, really good emotional. I cry when I'm happy, cry when I'm sad. I cry at, any, cry at films, cry at everything. You know? When was the last time you cried then? When was the last time I cried? Probably like Monday. I'm not going to tell you what I was pay. <laughs> you know, and you're not getting that out of me. Are you, are you having to fight back tears? Do you ever get yourself into a situation where you're, you are emotional? You said you cry a lot of the time, yeah. but are you ever fighting back tears or not really? You just To be honest, I spend a lot of time on my own and I think that's um, probably where I let it all out. I'm pretty good at building things up. Unless it was like really severe, then I'd burst out crying. But, you know, if something's annoying me and it's building up and it's, you know, like churning, like I can wait until I get home and then have an emotional breakdown. Um... You know, I, I have probably dealt with emotions a lot better, like, over the, like, recent years as well. At 25 now, have you had to fight demons in your life? Are you still fighting demons? Yeah, I mean, like, before I started boxing, like, I was depressed. Like, I wasn't, like, sertraline. And then I remember, like, it, like the side effects is, like, you know, like, slow, like, it can affect, like, just, like, your ability kind of thing. Like, it slows you down. So I stopped taking it. And then ever since, I definitely have been a lot healthier like happier and healthier like I think I was taking it for like six nine months maybe or like nine to six months so like pretty long time to be fair and like I was always getting the repeated prescription and always like the alarm in the morning take your sertraline tablet um but it's now I, I think the difference between then and now is that I have purpose 
and it's given me that discipline. I think it makes a difference when you have routine um, because I wasn't at uni then. I was just being self-employed, doing other things, whereas having that routine in my life, that discipline and purpose, it's definitely made my life a lot better. And we talk about depression then. You've yeah. been doing boxing for like 10 months, so yeah. the question's more, probably more related to your kind of life outside boxing, mm. uh, in the adult industry, etc., has that yeah. caused any depression for you? I don't know. I think so. I think um, like I'd go out every weekend, like I'd like do drugs, like sort so much cocaine, be up to like seven a.m. do ketamine, like everything. Like used to do a lot of hard drugs when I was younger as well. Like every weekend, like ecstasy. Like used to love it. Um, yeah, like I used to party a lot. Whereas now I don't. Like I found that happiness of being more introverted than extroverted and I used to have different priorities I would always want to go out with my friends because I thought that was you know like life like always wanting to be out and not getting like FOMO and being the life of the party whereas now I'm like you know like I could concentrate on myself and I'm not saying either are bad like go party like you know I probably still still will do one day but I think my priorities have changed um, so I just find, like, my dopamine kicks now in different ways. Yeah, I get the adrenaline of, like, getting punched and, like, working hard rather than going out on the booze and coke and ket and all that kind of stuff. But you've worked this all out at a relatively young age. You're 25. I know, yeah. like, we joked earlier when I asked, I said, how, how old are you? You're yeah. 25 and you kind of raise your eyebrows. But you're not... Yeah, I'm not old. You're not old. No. And I feel like I'm probably the most boring 25-year-old ever now, but I wouldn't change it. Like, I, I, I love, you know, the routine I have and the addiction of getting better. Um, it's just, is what it is. This is a question I do predominantly ask to boxers. Yeah. But I will ask you if you can kind of take it in that kind of uh, mental sense as opposed to a physical sense. But where does that kind of fighting spirit from you come from? Because not just you in the ring, but you yeah. as a person, you seem like you're kind of, you're driven and you're kind yeah. of focused and like you strive to not be content all the yeah. way through your life so where does that come from I think it's coming from like pretty much nothing like I've always I was like a cancer state kid like first 12 13 years of my house I was in of my life I was in a council house and my mum was a single parent she had like two kids so I think you know growing up like that I knew that I always wanted better for myself and I didn't want to struggle in the ways that my mum did and that's exactly what I kind of did. And, and, you know, like, no one really ever pushed me as well to be, like, academically clever. Like, my mum was never chasing me to homework. Like, I never had that kind of family. Like, she's still, like, I love her and she's a great mum, but I never had that that push like anyone of, you know, people in my school did. So um kind of did everything um, myself kind of in that sense. And every decision I've made um, has been for the best. Yeah, I've always just wanted the best because that's what I never had. Because in like in terms of kind of how uh, switched on you are in yeah. kind of different industries, you've kind of you seem to have worked that out pretty quickly, haven't you? To know yeah. exactly what to do at this stage of your life to kind of financially secure yourself, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Is that fair to say? Yeah, hundred percent. I feel like I was twelve in a thirty-year-old like mind. Like I feel like I've always been, even though I was probably immature. Like I've always been so like older than what I was I remember being 12 and thinking about sex yeah I don't know I just always been like so overaged. I don't know like from a young age uh, just a bit messed up but overly mature why did you call yourself messed up 
Because it's not what a normal 12, 13-year-old should be doing, do you know what I mean? Like, being obsessed with certain things and that kind of thing. I remember just being so obsessed with boys as well. Like, um, you see kids nowadays and you see TV programmes and it's just like, oh, normal childhood. Whereas mine was like, you know, like trying to get drunk, kind of get boys. Like, you know, it's just not a childhood really, is it? I've got a two-year-old and when I hear you talk like that... Yeah, I mean... It's, it's horrifying for me to think that... Like at two years old, in like ten say, say 10, 11 years, yeah, that these kind of faults could be entering my daughter's mind. Like that fucking yeah. horrifies me. And it's not like my family, or it was just like, maybe it was like the bit of the people like I was hanging around with, but yeah, it was just, just, just me. I think I've always been kind of like not sex crazed. I'm not sex addict, but it's just you know like watching porn from a young age, like being exposed to porn and that kind of thing. You know, hmm. yeah. Did, um, so from obviously then to 25, do you see your kind of, say your next 10 years, for example, yes. like you've got your boxing now and I've, I've spoke to you loads about this, about yeah. how kind of serious you are in terms of where you are now. I'm not saying yeah. that you'll kind of look to further that to like where Ebony Bridges is. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying to you is, is the boxing giving you a little bit more of a, a different path, um, which kind of contributes to the rest of your life as well, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think um, long term I know that I want to box. I mean, OnlyFans is nice, but I can work that alongside the boxing, like relatively low maintenance, because I've done all the hard work now. The hardest work in OnlyFans is building a brand so people know who you are, so they can subscribe to you. Whereas like maintaining those fans and just doing content's the, the easy bit, the fun bit. So um, no, I definitely know I want to box because it's given me something that I never knew I needed. Um, like that ambition to win and that need to win, that eagerness to win. Like, how can you have that in OnlyFans? Like, being the best of the best, but I already am. So I've kind of conquered that. Um, so my new ambition is boxing. And right now I do want to focus on the influence of boxing because it's where the lights and the cameras are and, you know, you've been there fight week. Like, they're crazy. Um, and, you know, performing and fighting in front of sold out over arena second fight in that doesn't happen and the atmosphere was crazy so um yeah no if i conquer that one day and i'm too good to go to the pros then absolutely you know is are you getting um like a crossover from your only fans to people watching who weren't necessarily interested in boxing but that are watching you box mm. because of that association with OnlyFans. Yeah, they work hand in hand. I think with the boxing you get more exposure and then people are going to subscribe to you and then people find you more interesting so they're like, oh, you know, like you box, that's crazy. Like they just into that. So they all work hand in hand together 100%. Who's, again, it's another question that I do ask people, but like I said, you're doing what you're doing in your life and with your boxing, etc., and all these other aspects of your life, but uh, Who's kind of got your corner for you? Like, not in a boxing sense, but just who's there for you, kind of, whether it's six in the morning or six at yeah. night. Who's there for you at whatever situation you're in now? I have really close-knit, like, friends and family. I think um, there's only, like, six of us. Like, my sister's my best friend, my mum's my best friend. My, you know, I've got really close people around me. And, you know, I'm a big believer, like, you don't need loads of friends. Like, you just need a certain quantity. And as long as you're uh, you'll ride or die. And then, you know, I could put my life in their hands like if I needed anything like I knew they would be there so it's just having that small circle and I think I've had the same kind of circle now for probably like five four like four years so 
not changed. I'm really hard to like get in. Like um, I can be in like a casual friend, like uh, like an acquaintance. But I mean, if you're my close knit friend, like take a lot of not vetting, but time and trust. Trust is everything. Isn't of it, course, surely? yeah, yeah. Trust is everything. So, what drives you today at your yeah. age now in everything you're doing, whether it's boxing, whether it's only yeah. fans? What drives that kind of fight within you? What is it? What What's the factors that drive that? I think obviously money is a huge factor. Like you, everyone wants to have a nice house and drive nice cars and have nice things and you know, provide for their family or anything like that. Like that's definitely one thing. And you know, the other thing is just being the best of the best and being the best person I could be. Like uh, I want to be the best. I want to be like the best influencer boxer that there is right now or there has ever been because I don't think anyone else. Um, works as hard as me or there definitely isn't now and I know that with my team and everyone I have behind me and how hard I work like I am probably destined for greatness I like that destined for greatness destined for greatness I think I've heard that before I probably nicked it <laughs> um, so you can see this as a kind of your immediate future 100% uh, I definitely think for the next five years like this is exactly what I'm going to be doing and how much I've improved over the last 10 months I'm going to thinking damn I might be semi-good that all those boxing fans can shut the fuck up by then <laughs> do you get a lot of criticism then like when you fight or you're you're doing interviews etc and do you get a lot of people kind of going like yeah you can't please anyone like no. everyone's always got something to say I could put a performance on like um Clarissa Shields and everyone would still think Elbrook shit and hate me like it's just it just is what it is. Do you think that they're they're looking at you and judging you for things like OnlyFans and things like that? Yeah, I understand. I think if you have a OnlyFans, you're painting like you're already pigeonholed into a certain area and you're still stigmatized. So you're always gonna have that tag of like porn star or anything like that, even though I've never actually done porn. But yeah, the, you're always gonna have that, you know, that less support, I guess. OnlyFans is mad because. I always read stories about like this person left their job and now they're earning X amount, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Like, they're earning like 20 grand a month or 30 yeah. grand a month. And like, I'm not on OnlyFans, so I don't really know if this is accurate or not. But I think girls like you probably do inspire people to kind of, if that's what they want to do, yeah. to go and do that as well. Well, I mean, that's how it first started, right? Every concept, like... Every Uber driver first started like, oh, maybe I should join Uber because someone else is doing it. Yeah. It's just how these platforms work when it's like a, like, like a streaming site or anything like that. You know, it's the own people that kind of build it. So, like, I think OnlyFans is great in the sense that it's never had to do like marketing, like not really. Like, I know now it sponsors a few like athletes because they want to look more clean. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, and boxers as well. It's yeah, like boxing, athletes. Yeah. But when they first grew, like they didn't need to. Like it was just the women or the men or the sex workers doing the hard work. Okay. Well, listen. I appreciate you coming on this podcast. Yeah. Thank uh, you. I've learned a lot about you today, actually. Yeah. Good. I've learned a lot about you. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been interesting. Yeah. No. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um. So, yeah, you haven't got a fight date yet? 22nd of April. Oh, you have? Yeah, seven weeks. So now I've got to make sure this is out before then. <laughs> it was time. your seven weeks. Well, no, it's definitely going to go with Lazy bastard. Weeks. No, there's a, <laughs> like a, a, an order of episodes that oh, are already right, filmed, right. that's why. Yeah, all right. So, no, I appreciate you doing this. And, yeah, uh, no, thank you very much. Obviously, long live your boxing career. <laughs> this is gonna, people hate me saying career. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. What else is it then? I what? do think if I take an L, like I can't though. <laughs>
I have to keep winning. But I said to you the other day that you you are taking it seriously. You're obviously yeah. involved with pros in terms yeah. of your, like your training. You're involved with like Mark Tibbs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, just just work hard, and then the success will come. If you don't want to watch it, fucking don't watch it. I know, I know. I was like, that's what I mean. I, why people give me hate? Just block me. Like it's not that hard. Like you even follow me. Some of them follow me. I'm like, you are wild. Like you are following me just to hate me. Do you like, literally get DMs like from boxing people every day? Or like comments or everything, yeah, like it, yeah. But you know, you have a lot of followers, so it's kind of hand in hand. Mm. Six point yeah. what on uh, Instagram? Six. No, six hundred odd. Six hundred. That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, it's six point million. Yeah, no, no, no six hundred odd. Six fifty, I think. Um, yeah, TikTok's nice, like two million, but eh, not too shabby. Me. Yeah, me. <laughs> have a party every milestone. And everyone that follows you as well. I know. L Brook, thank you very much for appearing on Raw the Fight Within. Guys, thank you very much. Make sure you comment, like, and subscribe, and we'll see you next Monday. Thank you. Hey guys, I'm L Brook. Make sure to tune in this Monday with Raw the Fight Within with Coogan Cassius. Sports Social Podcast Network.